Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 112. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and me being homesick but still recording the podcast for you. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, still here in the Marvel offices. I am at Ryan and I's cubicle today, so if I'm a little more subdued, that's because our uh, official digital lawyer, Dee Lee, is looking over my shoulder. But oh, she's shocked. Um, we may have her on the show later on. But yeah, we're here. It's episode 112. Uh, illness and weather and nothing else can stop us. We're recording this over Skype. Yeah, and uh, let us know what the sound quality is for you guys. If this is this is a better option, I mean, we could even sit next to each other and do it on Skype if that makes more sense. There might be a little reverb there. I don't mm. care for reverb. I don't care for Reaver either. Yeah. This is also this is also a nice preview of something we have coming up for you guys in the new year that I guess we can talk about now. Sure, go Soon for it. Soon enough, launching in the next couple of weeks. Uh, over the last few weeks and going to this week, Ryan and I have been doing a number of podcasts over Skype with various only Marvel Now creators. So, uh, starting first week of January, running for quite some time, we are going to be adding a third, third weekly This Week in Marvel podcast. It's going to be called This Week in Marvel Now, and it is going to be us talking to all the great creators who are working on uh, the different Only Marvel Now titles. I can say that our first one is going to be Nathan Edmondson talking about Black Widow, and uh, today will be a good indication of what the sound quality is going to be like, because this is how we did all of them. Yeah. It's, uh... But a lot of fun, a lot of good good discussions that we're looking forward to getting to you guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to um for people to to hear some of that stuff cuz it's it's good. It was those were a lot of fun to do. Even though I I dominated most of the conversations, you know. No, I wish you would have let me talk a little more. It was it was rough. But yeah. what can you do? All right. Uh we're going to jump right into comics this week. Did you hear that little ding? No. Okay, good. I've you, got that might be in your head. Well, it's definitely in my head because I have headphones on, and I want to make sure that y'all don't hear the ding when I get a notification on my Marvel email. No, and also, I'm sure at some point there will be uh, an announcement over the Marvel loudspeaker, which you guys will hear. Oh, just, sure. Just just ignore that. And my cats may come in my face and start yelling at me, so if you hear yeah. meowing, that's what that is. So hopefully we've lowered expectations for this episode yeah. sufficiently, and but, now we can just proceed. But at the same time... This is the episode where anything can happen. Well, not really anything. Well, I mean, for you. Yes. I'm I'm surrounded by other office people, so very little can happen for me. <laughs> Mitch could come over and start sneezing on you. That's true. Yeah, people could. People could. Other. It's anything could happen in terms of other people. Yeah. In terms of me, it'll probably be a little more subdued. <laughs> all right. Uh, jumping into new comics for this week. First up is all new X Men number twenty by Brian Michael Bendis with art by the tag team champions of the universe Mahmoud Asrar and Brandon Peterson. Um, this follows up last issue where we didn't spoil it for you, but the mutant that they were looking for was X twenty three. She was um, coming right out of the events of Avengers Arena. She was hurt. She was healing. She was crazy alone and she was being tracked by purifiers this is now her waking up with uh you know in the uh, the x-men's facility this is cyclops's x-men crew waking up with uh um some clothes on and her short hair and i thought one of the awesome touches in it was her hair grows over the span of like five pages it grows to whatever her normal hair length is which is not 
actually how hair works because it would keep growing, but, you know, that's fine. That's a mutant power. <laughs> I did not think of that. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. There's a great moment where Cyclops is like, you look like you need a hug. And she's like, no, I don't do young, hugs. Young Cyclops. Yeah, young Cyclops, which is yeah. – there's all kinds of fun stuff. Obviously, the cover by Brandon Peterson has X-23 and young Cyclops smooching, which is uh, a terrific – it up. Yeah, tantalizing image. Um, all that said, the, the team goes to uh, – comes together to take down the purifiers. X-23 joins the young uh, X-Men and Kitty and the rest of the crew, and they go, and things – do not go as they have planned. Uh, no. the, the purifiers, say what you will about them, but they don't mess around. Well, we meet the new leader of the purifiers in this issue, and there is, if you've seen some of the preview pages we've been posting, there's more to him than meets the eye. Um, he has ties to the past of the purifiers, and this is not just another, you know, a lot of times when we've seen the purifiers, they just have kind of a, a faceless guy at the helm. You had Matthew Reisman back in the day, who was at least one face of the movement. Of course, uh, William Stryker was the original, but this new fellow, who uh, you should read the book to find out, has a tie to uh, the past of the purifiers and also is not just your ordinary religious zealot. So that's something to check out. Also, before we move on, I definitely want to mention... Great work by Mahmoud Asrar. Brandon Peterson does a great job, but Mahmoud Asrar, who we just announced last week, is signed exclusive with Marvel. Um, killer stuff here. And uh, really looking forward to seeing what he does. He's going to be staying in the X-Universe, going over to Wolverine and the X-Men when that relaunches with Jason Latour writing. Yeah, I'm very excited. I just He has such a great way of drawing young people that it makes so much sense to put him on those X-Men books. Absolutely. Okay, uh, the last two of our Amazing Spider-Man special issues came out this week. I'm going to get the first one here, which is Amazing Spider-Man number 700.4, written by Joe Casey, art by Timothy Green. Always like seeing Timothy Green doing his thing over here at Marvel. Uh, it's continuing from 700.3. I really dig this uh, concept that Joe Casey's come up with. Joe Casey comes up with a lot of great concepts. It's a place called the Black Lodge, where basically it's, it's the evil night nurse, um, in a sense. It is a dude named the Surgeon General runs a hospital for supervillains. And when there's a battle between superheroes and a supervillain, um, afterwards these guys will try to cut off the police and the paramedics and whoever and sweep in and grab the injured supervillains. And they will go and they'll treat them. And uh, they're, they're interesting. The Surgeon General is interesting because even though he is a bad guy, he really he's very ethical. Um, he's like, you know, we, we, we took an oath to do no harm, to do this, do that. So it's, it's our job to um, make sure these guys get healed up. Now, Spider-Man was badly burned in his fight with Firebrand, so he is now in the Black Lodge. They think he's a supervillain. In this issue, they find out he's Spider-Man. But again, Surgeon General's approach is very interesting because they're like, he's still our patient, so we can't hurt him. But we can tip off everyone else that he's here. So, I don't know, just a very interesting concept. I'd, I'd like to see more of this. They allude yeah. to a benefactor. Um, just some really cool stuff that Joe Casey sets up. And Timothy Green has a very unique style. Uh, we saw it back on, you know, Star-Lord back in the day, back on uh, Rocket Raccoon Groot. So, uh, just a, a neat little comic and uh, a one-shot just in the midst of everything that's going on in the Marvel Universe. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was kind of a pleasant surprise. 
I really dug this. Yeah. Uh, and then 700.5, we get two stories in here. The first one by Brian Reed and Sean Chen. And I'm super excited to see Brian Reed, uh, you know, a story yes. from him. He's a buddy of ours. Uh, he actually works at 343 Industries, which is the developer for the Halo games for Microsoft now. So he's doing all kinds of writing and, and universe building for them, which is great. But he did a, he had a great run on Ms. Marvel back in the day and uh, many other comics. And So it's always nice to see him. He has a fun story with the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and pranks. And that's uh, it was a good, lighthearted story even in the midst of all kinds of craziness that they were dealing with. Uh, but then the second part, the second story, is by Kevin Graveau and Lee Weeks, which is a great team, uh, and they do a really sad story. Um, I read yeah. it this morning prepping for the podcast, and I was like, mm. oh, man, that's that's such a bummer. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know where this is going to go, and then it didn't go where I wanted it to go, and... Um, no, not at all. They told a really good story, a really touching story, but man, that was uh, it bummed me out. Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely a bit of a downer, but uh, you know, important message there too. It, it was a seminal Spider-Man story. Um, there are a couple ty- types of seminal Spider-Man stories. You know, the ones him wisecracking and overcome the odds and other stuff like that. But these like really humanizing ones that cut to the core of the whole power and responsibility thing. Yeah. They're nice once in a while. If we got them every month, I would probably, you know, be, you know, just on the floor in tears all the time. So yeah. I'm glad we don't. More but, so than you are now. Yeah. No, I'm not right now. Um, I will be by the end of the day because I'm the only one here. Sure. And that will definitely put me on the floor. Uh, <laughs> over to Avengers Assemble number 22, tie into Inhumanity, uh, written by Kelly C. DeConnick and her, I guess, her assistant, her aide, Warren Ellis. Uh, Coming in to pinch hit. Yeah, like, you know, deputy junior, partner. junior yeah. writer. Yeah. And then art by Mateo Bufagni and Paco Diaz. Where we left off last issue, we got two things going on here. One toxic doxy, June Covington, is trying to crack the inhumanity issue, trying to learn as much as she can about these new inhumans, about the cocoons, about everything that's going on. And that is kind of off to the side. Uh, it's going to coincide with what the Avengers are doing, but not quite yet. This is really a uh, Spider-Girl team-up. That's kind of what this book is. We talked last time how much we love Kelly Sue's Spider-Girl. She gets her perfectly. She's just this obnoxious kid. Um, she just totally bags on Black Widow and Spider-Woman here. <laughs> um, part of that is because of Spider-Woman's pheromones, but part of it is just because she's an obnoxious teenager. Uh, they're helping her out. She also gets help in this issue from Captain America, from Wolverine, and from the Hulk. And Kelly Sue just nails the humor element of someone like the Hulk, someone like Bruce Banner, um, who can be very funny. He's very smart, um, but, you know, always on the edge, teetering on the edge. And Spider-Girl and Spider-Woman just make a great team. Just a lot of cool relationships you wouldn't think of here. Again, I would love to see Kelly Sue do more with Spider-Girl. She does some really fun stuff here and the art's very different um another good issue of avengers assemble and it's uh to be continued there's still more to this story yeah uh over to cataclysm ultimate x-men number two by josh healthy and sorry alvaro martinez uh with uh also pencils by john lucas and some colors by jordy belair um Galactus is tearing things up, and the 
this ragtag group of mutants and Captain Marvel have to try and figure out how to get back to Earth because they're in some weird side dimension, how to survive the Galactus swarm that's around them. And um, it's just, it's a nightmare. These poor kids, I really feel bad for them because they've gone through like 80 different types of catastrophe and genetic holocaust and all kinds of terrible stuff. And then they have to deal with this and like their friends are getting infected, they're getting hurt, they're fighting for their lives. In the midst of all that, there's a really, really sweet panel that I, I really loved. It's Iceman. And Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel being uh, Rick Jones, uh, and they were neighbors. They grew up together. And it's them talking about Spider-Man, Peter Parker, um, and what happened to him. And it's just a really sweet little touching panel that, in the midst of all this craziness, I think um, was really well done by Josh and the crew. Okay, switching back to the main Marvel Universe, Daredevil number 34, written by Mark Wade. And let's talk for a sec, as we did yesterday, about... Javier Rodriguez was on art for this issue and may well be one of the most talented people in the world. (laughs) Um, He is the regular colorist on the book. And when Chris Omni has been doing other stuff right now, that's preparing for the Daredevil Infinite comic and also the relaunch of Daredevil coming up. So Javier Rodriguez is stepping in and doing pencils. Uh, I should also mention, of course, that we have Alvaro Lopez on inks. Um, and then Javier's coloring himself. It's just dynamite. This is beautiful stuff. Um, his characters are so distinct. Um, his Matt Murdock, you know, looks not just like your average dude. His Doctor Strange has all these quirky little features like just the way he walks is awesome kirsten mcduffie is just gorgeous in just like a very normal person kind of way uh the action's great just amazing and the colors of course are beautiful too um this issue is just gorgeous and of course mark wade as he always does steps up to the plate knows who he's working with uh gives javier a great story to draw this is continuing kind of the uber story of daredevil against the sons of the serpent who are these Race, this racist group has been around the Marvel Universe for years, but Mark Waits kind of amped them up by also giving them mystical ties and other things going on. So Matt's trying to find them. Uh, there's a good sequence at the beginning with Doctor Strange. I, I really like how Mark Wade will just – it doesn't need to be a big splashy. Doctor Strange is guest starring in this issue, the same way like you know Hank Pym will show up occasionally just because he's someone in Matt's circle. And so is Doctor Strange here. Shows up to help Matt a little, but then Matt comes up with a plan to uh, – draw out the Sons of the Serpent. The problem is they've infiltrated every level of law enforcement, all this different stuff. He has this scene where he goes to Kirsten because she is key to his plan. And this two-page spread I'm looking at right now um, where he catches up with her in the park and he's, like, joking around, being all goofy Matt Murdock, and then gets down to business. It's just one of the coolest Matt Murdock scenes, Daredevil scenes I've seen in a while, where he basically says, you know what, you and I, we flirted a lot, we've joked a lot, and we've joked about one topic in specific, and he says, we're not playing anymore, uh, as he's in the middle of doing something badass. It's awesome. And then executes his plan, Kirsten McDuffie goes off book. She's a delightful character, by the way. Just delightful. She's a a real firecracker. Real spitfire. Um, She goes off book. She does something that Daredevil 
didn't want her to do but can't help but admire because it's so just it takes a lot of guts i like that they bring back the guy who bullied him and called him daredevil is now basically just like you know one of his helpers yeah uh he gets worked in here and yeah it's it, 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 it's a setup issue where they're kind of amping it up and like he's like right, i'm gonna take down the sons of the serpent but i need help to do it and the stakes are high but Oh man, I'm just I'm just flipping through. It's 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 kind of easy to get caught up in this issue. Um, there's a lot of unexpected twists, especially one at the end. But really, it's the joy of just the interactions between Daredevil and Kirsten, uh, the stuff that Kirsten does, the great words that Mark does. There's a ton of words in this book, but it does not feel overly wordy. And then, of course, just the beautiful, beautiful art. So Daredevil, eh, whatever whatever you figure out, Wacker, Steve Wacker, editor. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. You seem, you seem to have a hit on your hands. Yeah, that book is dynamite. It All really right. is. On to Deadpool number 21 by Jerry Dugan, Brian Prostain, and art by uh, Scott, nope, Mike Hawthorne, even though it says Scott Publish on the cover. Uh, so 10 points against Jordan D. White. Um, I'll go. I'll go smack him around later. Please do. Um, we, smack know, that mustache off. Yeah, <laughs> there's some you know more awesome Doctor Strange stuff, and this is, this is a big Doctor Strange week. Thinking about it, he shows up. Yeah, considering he doesn't have his own book. Yeah, huge for him. He shows up in like three to six books. I can't remember because we have a lot of issues this week. Um, anyway, yeah. there's some good stuff. Some we always have a lot of issues. We do. There's yeah. some interesting um, things that he does, and a really cool look into the sheet of it all um there's you know like the lmd division which is something i don't really know has been explored too much and in one of the other books we'll get to later there's some another division of shield that i don't know that has ever been explored uh, now this super yeah cool. shield shield expanding yeah it's always terrific. expanding it's great. yeah sure uh, <laughs> um we more, jo- uh, more jobs you know yeah jobs for economy uh so we've got shield um there's there's something rotten in Shield, um, which our our boy Scott Adsit, Agent Scott Adsit, is yeah. trying to figure out. Um, but what happens is a ten million dollar bounty is put on Deadpool's head, and there's a funny sequence as Crossbones goes after Deadpool, and Deadpool's like really like more curious about how much the the hit is out for him than anything else because he knows he can beat crossbones pretty easily um which he does it's a pretty fun sound battle right there um but all that happens and we get the uh we get to see a character introduced into deadpool who's not been in the book before it's mm-hmm. a shield character and should lead to some fun stuff very fun stuff. All right. First of our two fantastic books this week. It's Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, a little back-to-back. Back. Yeah, Fantastic Four number 15 by Matt Fraction, Carl Kiesel, and yeah. art by Raffaele Ienco. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in this book. You've got uh, essentially a devil dinosaur cameo. Uh, <laughs> you've got this alternate universe Fantastic Four, and we get some insight in how... They've been through certain things before, um, but it's hard to explain. The The sequence of events that our Fantastic Four are going through is predetermined. They have to go to do these things. 
this other Fantastic Four has already done it once, and they're it's sort of like almost like paying it forward was the way I read yeah. it. And, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and it, it seemed interesting, and so then you get, you get into this alternate universe where they're dealing with a lot of the problems that you see mirrored in the other FF book. Although our Fantastic Four aren't necessarily involved in those events right now, mm-hmm. uh, you've got Doom and uh, Kid and Kid Amortis and Annihilus, uh, and Doom basically trying to um, stop Kang from being I don't know high muckety muck in the world. But you know Doom does what Doom does, and things take a bad turn for the heroes in this issue. And if you thought there was a lot going on in Fantastic Four, uh, let me direct you to FF number 15, which is just one of the craziest comics I've read in ages, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, There's a lot. This this is definitely – I don't think I would hand this to anyone as their first comic book necessarily. But then I might because it's just so crazy and just so fun. I think actually, you know what? I'm recanting that. I might because I think people would go back and want to read all of this. Yeah. Um, It's written by Matt Fraction and Lee Allred. It's drawn by Mike Allred. It's colors by Laura Allred, so just all sorts of Allred all over the place. Um, well, all of that is going on in the alternate dimensions. Uh, back in our dimension, the FF, led by Scott Lang, Ant-Man, is planning their assault on Doctor Doom, who over here is also going through all his stuff with Kid Amortis and uh, Annihilus. They basically just come up with this super elaborate 14-point plan, which is laid out in the first two pages uh, via kind of like a nursery rhyme type thing, um, that they're just going to assault the castle. And it's crazy because it's just such an oddball mix of characters. You've got Ant-Man, She-Hulk, Medusa, Miss Thing, but then you've also got Alex Power, Ahura, all the Future Foundation kids, old John Storm, the Watcher, this crazy old magician from the Golden Age, uh, you know... Sun Tzu is in there. Julius Caesar is in there. Yeah, I mean, you've already got kind of an indication. Dragon Man. So, yeah, they lay out how they're going to attack. They're, they're going to do a bunch of different things. They use all these resources they've been gathering. Mad Thinker's androids, the uh, the magician. They're going to it, – it, it's an elaborate plan. And Mike Allred and Laura Allred just to get, get to just blow this book up. They've got fake thin suits. They've got a Kree Sentry. They've got those androids I mentioned that all look like Marvel superheroes. Future Foundation are controlling them like a video game. Doom is at his doomiest here, just all third person, all angry, all pissed off. Julius Caesar and Sun Tzu get in a fight over who's the better mentor in terms of fighting. Um, there's this great deal where you know, you're getting the normal art on the normal pages, but at the bottom of each page, you just see the thing, androids kind of going to town. It's just a beautiful book, and um, John Storm goes crazy. There's oh, an interlude with these humans. Sorry, I just spilled coffee everywhere. Okay. On we, some we, comics and everything. Oh, that's where right. that Superior Spider-Man le- team-up was. Oh, there you go. All right, we're going to leave this in. <laughs> we're, we're doing this live. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we, we do have to pause, though, so I can go oh, okay. get some napkins. Okay. All right, so give me one or two minutes. All right. We're back. Okay, uh, we also get to learn who Ravana is, and she is someone we are familiar with. There is a big ending with Ant-Man, cool stuff with The Watcher, uh, just a lot, just a lot packed into this comic book. And really, once again, the art is a huge draw. 
um, Mike Allred really getting to be unleashed in a way he doesn't get to do even every month in this book, and just really fun stuff, uh, really packed comic book. Yeah, jam pack. Um, mm-hmm. Over to Incredible, uh, Indestructible Hulk number seventeen. Dot inh point inh and uh, in, in humanity tie-in is what is what that means. Yes. Yeah. My sorry. My wife was just giving me a look because she realized that I. But you destroyed my, your room. I dropped my co- it, yeah. I dropped my coffee. Uh, I didn't realize it got on her bag. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I'm a mess today. Does she want? Does she want to come on the podcast and talk about everything you're doing wrong? N- no, I'm sure she does, but she's running late. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Bruce Banner is trying to solve the problem of the inhumanity bomb and the terrogenesis of it all because they think, oh my God, this is like a terrible thing. I mean, to me, it's like, well, these people are getting the powers that they should be getting. That's right, what, but at the same time, you know, some some kids I mean, might like. We don't. We're not seeing everything going on with the humanity as we get into like you know a, a deep debate here. Um, we're not seeing everything going on with the humanity. There could be like, there might be some conditions that are like life threatening or like you know severely harming because that's the whole thing with terrigenesis is you don't know what's going to happen. Like you could you could get an awesome superpower or you could just get horribly deformed. And that deformity could even extend to the point of, like, you know, lowering your uh, lowering your, your quality of life. Yeah, totally. more you know. <laughs> Very good, Ben. Yeah. Um, so Bruce Banner is trying to solve the problem. But so is Tony Stark. And so is Hank Pym. And so is Hank McCoy. Uh, Doctor, scientist, supreme group, supreme intelligence man team action go is trying to figure out how to fix this and bruce thinks he's got it and what does he do he builds a bomb because that's his thing that's what he does he builds bombs um and so as you would expect things get out of hand pretty quickly in this issue uh and there's a lot of fun stuff i really like the idea that um bruce even though he might be the smartest of them all, he's got the biggest chip on his shoulder. He's the one that they um, sort of look down on the most because, well, he turns into the Hulk and breaks everything. Yeah. So there's some cool dynamics going on here, and it's uh, it's an interesting story that they're telling. Yeah, I mean, he has a massive inferiority complex, and Tony Stark doesn't help in that he is <laughs> chastising Bruce Banner at every turn. He doesn't want to let him, you know collaborate with them you get the sense that it's almost like uh it's almost like this is mean girls and <laughs> tony stark is rachel mcadams and the two hanks are the two other girls and uh bruce banner is Lindsay lohan hmm yeah hmm. right yeah it kind of makes sense totally yeah anyways if that's not your speed long shot <laughs> is the marvel universe number four Written by Christopher Hastings, art by Jacopo Camagni and Victor Calderon Zarita. This is the conclusion to this story set mostly in a kind of skewed alternate timeline where we see Longshot trying to thwart the different halves of the in-betweener, trying to bring them back together. It's Cosmic Cube involved. Tons of guest stars, both from the What If universe, as we noted last time, but also like the Spider-Man, Captain America, Brainwashed Deadpool. Some funny stuff here. Longshot is a very unique character. This is a very unique showcase for him. Uh, but, yeah, he has to do what the title says. He has to save the Marvel Universe, which is not easy given all the things he is up against. 
We have an ending this week. We have the final issue of Scarlet Spider. Uh, sorry to see this one go. Um, it will be continued in some degree, which we'll talk about in a sec. But uh, this is a really, it's a really interesting take. We said in the beginning that Chris Yost, who writes this final issue along with Eric Burnham, the art is by David Baldion, um, had a, really something interesting going with Kane, who, uh, you know, was is, is Peter Parker, but if things had gone wrong. And he always played it that way. He always played as Peter Parker, but just a little off to the side, a little askew. Um, and this last issue has a lot to do with him and what he thought he deserved and what he thinks he doesn't deserve. It basically kicks off with um, he's in Mexico. He took Erasley to Mexico, which is what he was going to do at the beginning of the whole series. Uh, just go to Mexico and forget about it and get kind of held over in Houston. Um, we don't really know how they got there. We don't know why they're there. They're doing their thing. She wants to be a superhero. He's done with all that. And throughout the issue, we flash back to kind of what finally took his life apart in Houston, what brought everything crashing down. And Kane's just such a – I feel bad for the guy. He tries. He does his best to uh, – be a good guy, but it seems like the cards just stacked against him. Um, but while this is the final issue of Scarlet Spider, we will be seeing Kane, as well as Arasley, who goes by Hummingbird, and much other characters, and we will see them written again by Chris Yost in New Warriors, which will be coming later this winter, and we'll hopefully be talking to those guys soon. So wait, Hummingbird is going to be on New Warriors? Hummingbird is part of New Warriors. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. She is one of my favorite characters from the last couple of years. She is going with Yost and Kane over to New Warriors, so that is not the end of her story. Terrific. All right, on to Secret Avengers number 13 by um, Nick Spencer and Alish Cott and art by Butch Geis. You've got so much awesome stuff happening in this issue. First and foremost, Modoc, so much Modocness. There's Modoc <laughs> on many pages in this. Uh, Modoc goes to Shield to try and you know make peace in a sense to work with them because he's not happy with the way AIM has changed and the direction that they're going in they're going in some sort of religious direction um this entropy cult thing and modok's not not into that he's you know they were businessmen and they were scientists and they were doing all kinds of stuff to change the world yeah and it's not that way anymore they lost their way and so now he wants to um use shield i imagine to get back the aim that he always wanted while that's going on, Aim Island, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, Taskmaster takes on an apprentice, and some crazy stuff happens with that. Uh, the captured heroes, Nick Fury, Black Widow, and Hawkeye, are not in a good place. They um, they could very well be killed in an instant. Um, Mock- What's that? Indeed. Yep. Uh, Mockingbird is... Um, She's all kinds of messed up. I mean, they've yeah. done everybody's done a number on her, um, and it ends on such a crazy note. And I was like, "What?" Very exciting issue. On to our first of two Superior books this week, Superior Spider-Man, number 24 by Mr. Dan Slott and Christos Gage, with art by Humberto Ramos. Uh, you've got more of the symbiote stuff, and now the symbiote has taken to Peter, Otto, Superior Spider-Man, so now he's the Superior Pato. Venom. Yeah, Pato. Uh, he's the Superior Venom, which leads to so many interesting things. There's like, I really like the way they took that 
angle and like when Mary Jane sees him, it's mm-hmm. you know oh, she, yeah the terror that that probably inflicted. Oh my goodness! Um, but there's you know crazy big developments here, and you know the the symbiote really messes with Peter, turns him darker, makes him angrier and and more abrasive, and you see that come full force in this issue uh also interesting stuff with roderick kingsley who is the hobgoblin and his little empire of uh you know selling supervillain stuff to uh franchising supervillains um a lot of interesting stuff going on in superior right now yeah definitely and we have another dose of superior like you said this week over in superior spider-man team up number eight Written by Chris Yost. There he is again. Art by Will Sliney, which, by the way, we had a great piece uh, with Will Sliney last week, which you can still find on Marvel.com, where he has been drawing Spider-Man since he was, like, five, and he's kept all of his drawings. So we posted a gallery, and with him talking about it, of all his drawings from, like, age five to now. Oh. Just, like, every every year, every couple of years, he checked in, and it's really cool. Uh, Brett White came up with that idea. And I'm glad he brought it to us because that was really fun. And uh, he draws a really slick Spider-Man. But it's cool to see his style come along. Anyways, he draws this issue. is a team-up issue between Spider-Man and Namor, the Submariner, who is just one of the best team-up characters in the Marvel Universe because he's such a jerk, um, which brings out that's everyone. But Spidey is dealing with the aftermath of what he did with the Superior Six. He has a lot of guilt, uh, which is very odd. For Superior Spider-Man, he feels like he almost brought the city down. He almost cost some girl her life. And he is very reticent, so he's actually going to go to the Avengers and turn himself in. But along the way, he runs into Namor, who is getting hunted by the Black Panther's personal guard. Uh, Because, as you may know from reading New Avengers or just knowing in general, uh, Wakanda and Atlantis are not on good terms. So Spidey helps Namor battle these guys, and it turns out that Namor was the perfect guy for Superior Spider-Man to team up with right now uh, because if anyone is going to remind you that you are a self-righteous jerk um, who doesn't need anybody else's help, it is Namor, um, and that is what he does right here. Great action issue, a lot of fun, but really it's, 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 the, uh, it's the interplay between Ox Spidey and Namor that sells this, and this is actually Chris Yost's final issue of Superior Spider-Man team-up. He is going to be handing the book over to another writer we did, Kevin Shinnick, who just did Superior Carnage. Um, so that is going to be a new era starting with the next issue. Um, but nice nice little conclusion to Chris's run on the book. Thor, God of Thunder, number 16, written by Jason Aaron, art by Ron Garney with Emanuela Lupacino. It's part four of The Accursed, uh, where we last left the League of Realms in their battle with Malekith. Augie, the giant, had just died, and it was really sad, and we were all upset. And now Malekith has a team up with the Frost Giants. What's going on in this issue is that Thor is convinced there is a traitor in the League of Rums because Malekith knows where they're going to be. He knows what's going on. So he starts pointing fingers. Other members of the League of Realms start pointing fingers. Thor is pretty sure he knows who the traitor is, and he takes action. And it's very extreme action, and uh, it has devastating consequences on the team. That is only about halfway through the book, and then there is still more with Thor and Wazira, who is the dark elf uh, sorceress he's working with, trying to track down Malekith, going to an unexpected place, and Malekith just continuing to prove to be one of the nastiest villains in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. 
All right, on to Thunderbolts Annual number one by uh, the team of Ben Acker and Ben Blacker with art by Matteo Loli. Acker and Blacker. Acker and Blacker. And man, they are dynamite. I love this book yep. so much. Um, so we talked about Doctor Strange. You get a lot of Doctor Strange in this issue, uh, not wearing any clothes except for some little. I wouldn't call them tidy whities but they're tidy blueies. Yeah, I don't and, know. And uh, uh, his, you know, his cape and Eye of Agamotto, and he's all sinister-like because he has gone rogue and he wants to make everybody happy. And that sounds great, right? But no, he's turning them all into basically like happy, drooling zombies. And if he's left unchecked, he'll take over the world very shortly. So the Thunderbolts get enlisted um, – to kill Doctor Strange, and there's this yeah. <laughs> hilarious sequence uh, where um, General Ross says, "We kill Doctor Strange." Venom's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" And Deadpool's like, "Yes, awesome, I'm in." <laughs> it's really funny. They have to go get magical artifacts to take down Doctor Strange, so uh, that leads them to Bloodstone Manor, Elsa Bloodstone, um, all kinds of fun stuff in here. Every part of that sequence had me laughing out loud. There was definitely a part, though, with the white stripes, which killed me. That was yeah. that was great. Um, you've got Punisher fighting uh, Frost Giants, Punisher killing Frost Giants, which is yeah. just crazy. Uh, you've got Valkyrie stuff with uh, Venom, which if you read Venom or Secret Avengers when Rick was writing it, you know... Or Fearless Defenders. Fearless Defenders, yep. You know there's some stuff going on there. And then we're introduced to Wand. Shield (laughs) Wizardry, Alchemy, Necromancy Department. And I thought that was terrific. I was like, "That's, that's a great way to handle the magical stuff for Shield. And, um, you've got the, the person who's in charge... Um, Pandora Peters, and she's this badass. Uh, she drinks coffee out of a unicorn mug. She has all kinds of tattoos. She has a badass wand in her uh, belt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really cool stuff. Lot, they take the tactic of the spells that are cast throughout the series, throughout the issue, the way that Bendis did it in New Avengers when he had Doctor Strange on the team. Uh, so I always found that really cool and how they describe the, the spells. There's some really funny ones. Uh, there's a Ghostbusters reference in one of them, which I don't know if you caught that, Ben. Um, that was the second Ghostbusters reference of the week. There's what? one in Daredevil. There was one in Daredevil, too. Was there? I missed that one. Yeah. There was Ghostbusters references all across the Marvel Universe. Love it. Um, all this is going on, and eventually the uh, the Thunderbolts get teamed up with the people they stole their magical artifacts from, and they have to take down Doctor Strange, who, I won't spoil it anymore, but there's great sequence as the Thunderbolts are fighting this Doctor Strange, and it's, it's all kinds of wonderful. And the last panel of the book is hilarious if you've seen Marvel's The Avengers, which I'm sure you have. I... Love this issue. It's terrific. Yeah, really, really fun stuff. Um, from fun over to <laughs> <laughs> Rick Remender-verse. Um, said it before, I'll say it again. Uncanny Avengers, the book that doesn't need to be a part of events because every issue is a big freaking event. Uh, Rick Remender, bringer of pain, is the writer of this issue, number 15. Uh, it doesn't hurt when you're talking about creating events that Steve McNiven uh, with the awesome art team of – John Dell, Laura Martin, all the all-stars are on this book, and it's beautiful. Um, it's Steve McNiven at the height of his powers. Uh, last issue, 
we saw one side of what's going on with Ragnarok now with the Apocalypse Twins, everything that went down with kind of the mutant side of the equation with Scarlet Witch, with Rogue, with Wolverine. Now we get the flip side, the Avengers, what's going on with the Avengers side of the Unity Squad. Uh, on the one hand, we've got Captain America, who is, as always, completely outmatched in terms of power, but knows he's the last hope in a lot of ways. So he goes full frontal assault on the Apocalypse Twins. While he's doing that, the Wasp, who this is one of the best Wasp issues in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, Rick loves the Wasp. I've talked to him about it before. He sees her as the leader of the team in a lot of ways because he grew up on the Roger Stern Avengers. Wasp is fighting the Sentry, which is an absurd mismatch, you would think. But Wasp is smart. She's resourceful. She knows what she's doing. And she also, she, she's a survivor. Um, she talks the whole time. She doesn't shut up, which I like. Um, she, she expresses her mind, but it's, it's, it's Wasp trying to take on the sentry, trying to get in his head, trying to just bite him. Fortunately, there is one other Avenger left, and fortunately, it is Thor. So we get the Wasp fighting the sentry, we get Thor fighting the sentry, and then we get everyone doing their best to try to save the world from the Apocalypse Twins' plan. Uh, some incredible sequences at the end by McNiven show this day maybe a little too late to do that. And uh, once again, tremendous cliffhanger ending this issue. This series just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, it must be hitting almost critical mass at this point. Critical mass. Uh, I will apologize ahead of time if there's some weird sounds in the background. Uh, it's because somebody's shoveling snow outside. Ugh, how dare I, they? And I feel bad because I should be shoveling the snow, but I'm not right now. I'm in a Doctor Who robe and sitting <laughs> on the couch with fuzzy slippers on. Um, all right, so on to Uncanny X-Force number 15. This is the final part of the big arc with the Revenants um, uh, by Sam Humphreys, art by Phil Baronis, Dalibor Talajik, and, uh, you know, it's the this ragtag group, Uncanny X-Force team, that now includes Bishop and Spiral, trying to take down Cassandra Nova, which just sounds all kinds of bananas. Uh, you've got Demon Bear. I love Demon Bear so much <laughs> in this. Um Lots of crazy fighting. Um, you know, there, there's a definite resolution to it, but, you know, if I know my X-Men stories, that's not the last we'll see of old Cassandra Nova. Um, no. Yeah. But we get all that. It's uh, it, was a, it was a good, fun story. And then um, it ends with Bishop has had some memories restored and finds out things aren't exactly as he thought. Um, but, you know, he shouldn't be casting stones. Dude yeah. killed so many people. Yeah, so and tried people. to kill Hope yeah. when she was a little baby. Little baby. Little baby Hope. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah, some chickens are coming home to roost. Yes, roost they are. coming home to roost? I don't know. No, chick- the chickens. The chickens, chickens roost home. as well? Yeah, okay. chick- chickens are coming home to roost, y'all. Um, yeah. All right, on to X-Men number eight by Brian Wood with art by Terry Dodson and Barry Kitson. Um, this is the, the sisterhood of Evil Mutants led by the new Lady Deathstrike, right? Lady Deathstrike? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, With her back, her muscle is crazy old Typhoid Mary. They go to steal Archaea, the, you know, living technology, crazy, terrifying villain of the first couple issues, um, John Sublime's sister. 
they go to steal her so that she can be used to help further power Lady Deathstrike. And, man, it's all kinds of bananas. They run into the Enchantress. There's uh, there's all kinds of things going on throughout this book. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. We also have a very unexpected kiss happen in this issue. I think mm-hmm. it was unexpected for one of the characters, also unexpected for the readers. It was a really funny sequence. Um, but the uh, I like the dynamic here. The the sisterhood is building their power base, and the X Men have to uh, have to come up and, and figure out how to stop them because it's going to be tough. All right, we wrapped things up this week. It was a big week. We wrapped things up with Young Avengers number fourteen as Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey are bringing their run on Young Avengers to a close. They have told their big story arc, and these last two issues are going to be a bit of a, a two part epilogue. It's called Resolution. Uh, It's about a New Year's party that the Young Avengers are throwing, kind of trying to detox from all the stuff they went through over the first 13 issues. Um, They've got all their friends there. They've got all the young heroes there. And Kieran and Jamie are joined by a bunch of their friends, uh, guest artists on this book, Emma Viaselli, Christian Ward, and Annie Wu, all contribute sequences. That's going to be continuing on into issue 15, but we basically get a bunch of little tableaus, vignettes, dealing with different things going on with the, in the Young Avengers. First is Kate Bishop and uh, Miss America. They have a funny little interaction. You get to the party, and then from there, we've got uh, Wiccan and Hulkling dealing with the kind of outstanding thing between them, the whole is Wiccan subconsciously using his powers to make Hulkling love him. Uh, Prodigy kind of concludes his role so it's really nice uh, you know they're such a they're, they're a couple you root for so it's nice to see we get some insight into miss america's origin kind of see where she came from and the art by uh, christian ward on this one is just crazy it looks like watercolor basically <laughs> um and it's 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 rad and then finally in the annie Wu portion we have uh jerky old marvel boy mm. novar dealing with kate bishop trying to he 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 just doesn't get it he doesn't get what he has done he doesn't get what he did to her she is heartbroken and we conclude the issue with an old friend showing up someone who we thought was maybe gone but they are back and just a nice wrap to what's going on here with the young avengers still got one more issue to go but this was a nice issue to uh to go out on for the year yeah and if you uh you know Kieran puts a playlist at the back, but you should definitely check it out and read, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. The playlist stuff is, is pretty cool, especially, you know, Kieran is a big music head, so he has some, some really neat stuff in there. Uh, like that, the term music head. He's total music head, yo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when a- Axel on the in chief always calls himself a hoop head because he likes basketball. He sure does like the basketball. Which, which is an odd term to me. But like <laughs> All right, a lot of good stuff came out this week. You go first. What's your um, team of the week? I think my twin is Thunderbolts Annual. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah, it just it, it struck all the right chords for me. That's perfect. Um, Uncanny Avengers was huge. FF was crazy. But I'm going to go back and say Daredevil 34. Beautiful book. Yeah, just, that would uh, be a, right up there for me as well. Right. But a lot of good stuff for you guys to read this week. Uh, quickly, before we move on, just because we're still kind of sorting out what we're going to do next week, since it is the holidays and a lot of us are going to be out of the office, we may do another, hopefully we're going to put together another uh, kind of best of special where we talk about all our favorite stuff of the year. 
Um, but there will be two books in stores next week, and we will certainly talk about them again, but just to cover them really quick, because Ryan and I both read them already because we got them. We had Avengers, number 24 point now by Jonathan Hickman and Asad Rabiq, which is part one of Rogue Planet. I think it's part one of one. I think that's the whole thing, where you have uh, – some time travel shenanigans involved, but I, my favorite part of this issue was the Avengers barbecue. The barbecue where yeah. Thor has to make hot dogs for <laughs> Smasher and Cannonball, yeah. and they're like drooling. It's, uh, it's yeah, I guess, yeah. We should try to not get too spoiler heavy, but it's an awesome <laughs> issue. Um, but yeah, there's there's cool stuff there, and then also um, a book that I almost like forgot was coming, but it just it just kind of snuck up on me somehow, which is Origin Two. Uh, number one by Karen Gillan and Adam Kubert. And this book is so different from not only anything we're putting out, but anything Karen's written, I think. Yeah. Um, the art by Adam Kubert and Frank Martin is incredible, and I feel like Karen ups his game to equal them. So if you're on the fence about Origin 2, I was really taken aback by it. It is not a superhero comic by any means. It's much more if you're into, you know, kind of Jack London and that sort of thing, yeah. but with a comic book bent. And uh, it's, it's uh, really cool. It was really cool, and it, it, it affected me. Like, there's some stuff yes. in here that I was – it was tough. It was yeah, really well really well done, but it was – you know, it's 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 could be hard to read if you get, you know – I don't want to give too much away, but um, – yeah, it's hard to talk about these books, but both of them, it's two really strong books next week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's talk about collections on sale. We've got Astonishing X-Men Volume 12, Unmasked in trade paperback, Deadpool Classic Volume 9 in trade paperback. Can't believe we're up that far in Deadpool Classic. That's nuts. Deadpool Volume 3, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Can't, that's already out. That's amazing. Yeah. That book is awesome. You that should is, definitely pick that, that up. That should be in everybody's Christmas stockings if they've not read it. Absolutely. Or, uh, or New Year's stockings or whatever stockings you have. Stockings for maybe not maybe not for the kid in your family, but uh, everyone else. Toughen them up. Know. Get them the book and deal with it. Yeah, them. whatever. Rip, rip the band-aid right off. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Marvel Masterworks Atlas Era Strange Tales Volume 6 in hardcover, as well as Marvel Masterworks Golden Age Marvel Comics Volume 2 in trade. Powers Bureau Volume 1 Undercover in Trade Paperback. Spider-Man The Gathering at 5 in Trade Paperback. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Venom, The Land Where the Killers Dwell in Trade Paperback. Twade Paperback. And X-Factor Volume 21, The End of X-Factor in Trade Paperback. Awesome. Uh, on the app this week, including all the books we talked about, except for the books that come out next week, uh, we've got Iron Man Fatal Frontier Infinite Comic number 11. That uh, that series is you know coming to a close soon. I think there's two more issues, yep. if I recall. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. And then also on the app this week, we've got Assault, a new Olympus prologue, number one. Hercules, Fall of an Avenger, the issues one and two. Incredible Hercules, 138 through 141. Uh, That's all of the Assault on New Olympus uh, storyline. Yep. And She-Hulk, issues 14 through 21 from the 2005 series. I think that was volume two of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Dan Slott started series. Okay, um... Collections on the app this week, we've got First X-Men, Marvel Universe vs. Avengers, Punisher, Enter the War Zone, Secret Avengers by Rick Remender, Volume 3, Ultimate Comics Iron Man, and X-Men, X-Termination. 
And over on Marvel Unlimited, our freshly digitized comics this week are A Plus X number 9, Age of Ultron number 10, Avengers number 14, Cable and X-Force number 10, Captain Marvel number 13, Fantastic Four number 9, Indestructible Hulk number 9, Morbius Living Vampire number 6, New Avengers number 7, Superior Spider-Man number 12, Thunderbolts number 11, Ultimate Comics X-Men number 27, Wolverine number 4, and Wolverine number X- and the X-Men number 31. Those are all from the current volumes coming out right now. Yes, indeed. You know, where's Stromy? I wanted him to come in and chat with us on this. Uh... I don't know. He got your email. He's yeah. online. He is... This is exciting stuff. Um, he is not. He's right. not online yet. So well, I, I guess we're going to kick it to Strami and come back uh, with more in a minute. Hello there. This week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom coming to you with the latest news in Marvel TV and games for this week, beginning with... An all-new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we have revealed the synopsis for. This one will air January 14th of next year. It is the 12th episode of the first season. And features a number of very notable appearances, including the return of Ian Quinn, who we last saw in the third episode. Third, is that? Yes, the third episode of the series, which also featured Dr. Franklin Hall, if you recall. See what I did there? And this also features the debut of a character named Donnie Gill, who... Some eagle-eyed Marvel fans may recognize that name. If you don't, maybe you should Google it. It may give you a hint as to some things that are coming up. Again, that is Donnie Gill. Check it out. Get on the Googler machine. And... On top of all that, we learn even more about Sky's past. The episode is titled Seeds and again premieres Tuesday, January 14th at 8 p.m. on ABC. Apart from that, we've got a bunch of Marvel Games news, including Doctor Strange Pinball from Zen Studios, the Marvel Pinball franchise, of course, which has a ton of great tables ranging from Wolverine to X-Men to Ghost Rider to Moon Knight to Infinity Gauntlet and World War Hulk and Civil War and Fear Itself and Fantastic Four and Captain America and Spider-Man and Iron Man and Blade and I'm pretty sure there are like 20 more that I'm forgetting. Now has released Doctor Strange in his very own table, which I am very excited about. I really like how Zen gives some... I don't want to say, like, B or C-list characters necessarily, but some characters that you don't always see in the spotlight, like Doctor Strange or, you know, Moon Knight, and they get their own table. It is very cool. You can check it out right now. It's an in-game download for Marvel Pinball. We also have news of a new spec op in Marvel Avengers Alliance, which features a ton of new features. Features, <laughs> including Arcade as a new group boss. You can win Nico Minoru from The Runaways as the reward character. And 
Moonstone is the new unlockable character with the new Psycho lockboxes. On top of all that, it is a split spec op, much like the Avengers vs. X-Men spec op from about a year-ish ago, a little more than a year ago, meaning you have to side with either the heroes or the reformed villains in this new challenge. Go play it now on Facebook to learn even more and start on your path to getting Nico Moonstone, well, I guess you only get Nico and Moonstone, getting Nico and Moonstone and taking down Arcade. Finally, we also have word of some Marvel skins for Minecraft. For all you Minecraft fans out there, you can now get skins featuring your favorite heroes, including a bunch of the Avengers, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, tons more characters. These will all be available December 23rd, which is next Tuesday, I believe. No, it is next Monday. This Monday, you will be able to download them inside Minecraft. So, that pretty much covers everything we've got for this week. I thank you all once more for listening. I don't know if I will be chatting with you next week. So, if I don't, I wish you all a happy holidays. And I will talk to you again possibly in the new year or maybe earlier who knows what'll happen i thank you all once again and i send you back to the fine fellows in new york hello all right we're back thank you strami oh my god so much great stuff thank you um all right time for news ben hit it Okay, uh, one thing we announced last week is continuing our line of original graphic novels. We're doing X-Men OGN called X-Men No More Humans, written by Mike Carey. Nice to see him writing X-Men again. Art by Salvador La Roca. We showed a bunch of black and white color stuff from Salva last week. Uh, we spoke to Nick Lowe about the project. That looks really cool. Please take a look at that. Deadpool is going to be joining All New Marvel Now. Uh, I, I love the fact that uh, the All New Marvel Now issue of Deadpool is going to be the final part of the current arc because it's Deadpool, and they designed it that way. But we spoke to Jerry Duggan about that last week. Uh, just yesterday, um, we're recording this on Tuesday. On Monday, we had a chat, an interactive chat with Dennis Hopeless about Avengers Arena and Avengers Undercover. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we talked to him for an hour and a half. He was great. A lot of you guys' questions got answered. Uh, go and check the replay on that. We're going to try to do a lot more of that stuff soon. And another cool article we did that uh, our, our marketing buddy, Chris Delando, came up with the idea for this, and then Paul Montgomery executed it, was talking to um, Eric Schanauer and Scotty Young about five years of working on the Oz books, which came to a conclusion last week. Uh, really nice look back. So yeah, that I encourage you to cool. read that as well. Yeah. Um, Big news for for us overall, though, is the Marvel.com news section is totes new, been updated. It's uh, responsive, which means that if you're reading it on a a computer, if you're reading it on a tablet, if you're reading it on a phone, you're going to get an optimized experience for however you are accessing news on the site now. So it'll scale and do all kinds of fun stuff. It's um, more dynamic. It's more exciting. We get to 
plug in some more fun things, and it's it's overall just going to be a better storytelling experience for us to give to you guys for all the news that you want. So hopefully um, you guys get to check it out and uh, let us know what you think because yeah. a lot of people worked on this for a very long time, and I think it looks great. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Just the art is bigger, the text is bigger, everything is nice. Uh, we now that we have it up, and you know, so many people worked hard to bring it up. Um, we're going to be able to really play around with some of the features, and hopefully, you guys will see those brought to where you're just seeing like kind of the bare minimum right now. There's a lot of cool stuff we did just today. I was there's new ways I can uh, I can put videos into stories, which may sound boring to the non working on a website crowd, but uh, it was really cool for me. <laughs> and, and there's cooler stuff that you guys will enjoy more. Yes. Uh, all right. Time for this week in Marvel questions and comments. But once again, guys, if you are new to the show, you're listening, you want to send a question or comment for us to address on a future episode, use the hashtag this week in Marvel. One word on Twitter and we'll get it and we'll put it on the show. We've got a lot this week. So start off with one Patriot. He says, I just left comments with Marvel about your AR app. It literally never works on my droid. Please fix the app. Um, Thanks for the info. Uh, we want to make sure it works on every device. It's a little bit tougher with Android devices because the they're so fractured. There's so many different types of devices, so many different operating systems. Uh, but we do want to make sure it works. So I will pass that on to Judy Stevens, who is our AR producer and who works with the app people on that as well. Um, he then says, Infinity Number 6 may be the best comic I've ever read. Wow. That's a glowing endorsement thank you for that we i loved it too I, I yeah i'd be hard pressed to say it's not one of our finest this year without a doubt yeah i think definitely and i'm going to be um tomorrow or third sometime this week i'm talking to tom Brevoort wrapping up our infinity podcast chat so that will be coming soon to a this week in marvel i think point five near you we have so many podcasts now can't even keep track of where it's going to show up. Yes, and one patriot says, "Thanks for the free Wolverine Infinite comic." Now my computer background is Wolvie with an arrow in his neck, as it should. Yay! Be. <laughs> and he says, uh, "So what happens when Lockjaw barks? Does he transport Supergiant and the bomb to another universe?" Talking about events in Infinity Number Six, and Lockjaw is like. Oh, okay. So the question isn't about, you know, what happens when he barks. It's more in that scene. Yes, he transports Supergiant and the bomb to, I don't know if it's another universe or just another distant, uninhabited landmass planet out in space. Um, And basically that was the plan. It's like, hey, there's this big bomb. Let's put it where it can't hurt anybody. Ha ha ha. You suck, Supergiant. That was that was me explaining what Black Bolt would have said verbatim. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. I think. All right. So over to Algin Go, Jedi Mouseketeer. Happy holidays to this week in Marvel crew. Love the podcast and the Marvel Universe. Looking forward to 2014. Thanks, Algin. We appreciate it. Happy holidays, of course, to all of you guys, no matter what you're celebrating. Uh, or if you're just spending some time with your family, taking some time off, hopefully getting to rest a little over the next week. But we appreciate everything you guys have brought to us this year and every year. Christopher Short, twin fan. Was that Wolverine, Lord of the Vampires, from my favorite comic of all time on Longshot Saves? It was. Ryan identified that correctly. I think I'm the lucky one. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all lucky. I love that. That yeah. that what if is so good. Longshot is a clone of his son. I want explanations. Well, you're <laughs> in luck because just this week, uh, X Factor, the end of X Factor, trade paperback came out. You can pick that up and get all the explanations you need. It's a great story. 
I love the explanation for why he's a clone of his son. Yeah. All right. We had Ref Gamlin said, what do you call it when someone goes through teragenesis? Do you say they were teragenesisist? And then Christopher Short suggests teragenicized or ter- another spelling of teragenicized? I don't know. Well, uh, one is the American version and one is the oh, English version. Of course. Version. Yeah, no, that I should have. Well, sort of. Heard. No, uh, I, I don't, don't think so. I think there's actually an I in there somewhere. Uh, I say they underwent teragenesis. Yes. I think that makes sense. That makes the most sense. Uh, he's still reading long shots as Venom Punisher, Carnage Surfer. I can't contain the joy. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a nice flashback in that issue. Nice, nice blast from the past. People are complaining that Thanos was too powerful without the Infinity Gauntlet, and now Fisk isn't powerful enough to with it. Not. I don't know what that means. Uh, no, is that another long shot reference? Is yeah, does Wilson, does Kingpin have the Infinity Gems or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, get back to us on that one, Christopher. Yes. I can't find a trade paperback with the death of the Hellions in Uncanny X-Men number 281. Am I missing it? Any ideas? That has to be in a trade <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. That's, I would cause imagine. I, I, would, I feel like that's, that's right before Bishop's first appearance. There's got to be a Bishop trade there. Uh, keep looking. If not, that issue is definitely on Marvel Unlimited. Um, that's another avenue to go there. Yeah. All right, more from Christopher. Comics are so expensive. I got some free Infinity issues, and I bought one of them, but I can't afford $6 for number six. Food over fun. Uh, he needs to eat over enjoying our comics. I get it. It's hard to fault someone for that. Yeah, totally. But, I will Save say up. this. Yeah. Infinity number six was like the size of two oh, yeah, and a like half comics, it was like three comics. Pages. It was gigantic. You're getting yeah. all the bang for your buck right. you could ask for and more. So, so I'd say save up, put it on layaway, and uh, when you can afford it, enjoy it. But yeah, feed, feed, feed yourself first. Yes, please. And, and then get the comic. Oh, this is a great sound effect. Blarg Hawarg. <laughs> Mandatory update for Avengers Alliance that my phone doesn't support. Anger, I have a Galaxy S3. And then, but read the next one. Oh. New update a couple hours later. It works now. There you go. <laughs> we solved it. Yes. Do you, do you ever think of us as stupid people of the past when you read our tweets two weeks later? <laughs> Um, no, we, no just, we don't judge. It's like, like that. a time capsule. We're getting to see, you know, where yeah. you were and what your life was all about. Yeah, you past. at your best, you at your worst. It's just it's fun for all of us. Yeah. Um, and then he's saying Moira said the legacy virus is mutant specific. Is that true? It's going back to Un- X Men Unlimited. Um, it started that way, and then it mutated as viruses sometimes do, so that by the end it was able to affect humans, although it only ever affected Moira McTaggart. Uh, I think she was the only human because she was working with it so closely. But that basically showed that it could spread to humans. Then, fortunately, Colossus uh, was a badass and got rid of the legacy virus. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about it anymore. What a guy. What a what a fella. All right. On to Chris Vaughn. He says he's having serious problems with his digital codes the last few weeks. Uh, maybe there's too much glue or something. Too much glue. That's a good Uh-oh. note. Chris, uh, make sure you're tweeting at Marvel Support or emailing online support at marvel.com let us know about your issues so we can make sure we get you those codes all fixed up uh keep your you know your uh pictures and all that stuff handy i can 
I could probably figure out what that code is just from having I'm dealt with this here, issue a here. number of times. But um, yeah, it's it just happens once in a while. It's the printer. Sometimes they do it better than others. Yeah. Did you talk about Marvel support on last episode? Oh, well, maybe we I didn't. Think you did. I think oh. you should, I think you should take a moment to explain that. Yeah. Uh, so we launched last week Marvel support, a new Twitter account that I've been wanting to do for a while. I get a lot of tweets from fans about, you know, questions and concerns and things. Oh, why isn't this app working? I am having a problem with the digital code. And as much as I love you guys, I am not customer support. Uh, and that is my personal account. So I want to find a way to drive all this stuff to one place. And that made sense. So we built Marvel support that I work on and Adri Cowan, our social media manager works on and, um, online support team helps out with where we can address your questions, uh, help you solve issues and, um, you know, really get to getting you the help you need quickly and efficiently. And, you know, I, I see people who tweet us random things and we get to them as quickly as we can. It's been, it's been good. I'm, I'm glad we're doing it. And, uh, I'm very thankful for Adri who's really taken the ball and run with it. Um, as uh, as as we've launched this, so good stuff. Again, that's just at Marvel Support one word. Yeah. All right. Another one from Chris Vaughn. He says, also having another issue with digital redemption. Adding previews makes it so it can only redeem one comic at a time. Chris, that is a known issue. It's a tricky issue, unfortunately, and the team is still working on uh, a resolution to it. But it's it's known. It's one of those things. Believe me, I redeem codes every week. I know how annoying it is, and uh, I want it fixed just as much as you do, uh, but it's not something we're ignoring. We are definitely getting to it. All right, let's go over to Daniel to Dunn. I agree the new Memory Mutant is great in Marvel Knights. I think she has what it takes to be an X-Man. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> Maybe someday. Uh, she's pretty off her rocker right now, you know. Trying, she's running around in her backwater town trying to trying to kill people. Yeah. So uh, not at this time. Has a cool power though. So there's always there's always that potential. Yeah. Going over to Dom Simmons, courtesy of Lex Pendragon. I got myself a fancy new nickname at the last Horizon Labs roundtable. It is Dom the Unfinished. Okay. I would like to know. I would like further explanation of that nickname. It it, it sounds cool, but. Uh, <sighs> What it what why aren't you finished? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah. <clears throat> is it possible still from Dom <clears throat> sorry? Is it possible for a character to possess two types of powers, like an X gene and an inhuman power? Uh, in theory, that makes sense. I mean X gene is separate from something that we brought forth because of Terragenesis. We haven't seen any yet, but yeah, that's something that could happen. I feel like they've been mutant in humans. We've seen that at some point. Yeah. Um, certainly, we've seen mutant scrolls. Cadre K, they're mutant scrolls. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's possible. Just because we don't necessarily, just because we haven't necessarily seen it, doesn't mean it's uh, not possible. Maybe we'll see that now that inhumanity is running wild. <laughs> and then saying to Lex Pendragon, did you stop because you're out of the room, or because of the name? And then we. Don't know what that means, but oh, got the name at the last few roundtables. I've picked books that promise a new volume or issue, but has yet to deliver. Okay, so that's the unfinished. 
All right. Interesting, Interesting uh, explanation. Drew Hamilton says, how can I share the digital collections included with the Point Now issues? I've been reading from the start. Drew, it's the same thing that you'll you'll see anytime um, you have a digital code. It'll be a it'll be a code in the book, I assume, and you can give that code to someone you want to share the issue with. Um, it's super easy. Uh, you own the book. You own the code. Feel free to share it with whomever you like, and they'll just put it in the same way they would put in any code. Go to Marvel.com or Neem, throw in the code, boom, the book is added to their library. Yeah, there you go. Haywood W says, happy final PVP day. All I want is gold. And that was mm-hmm. uh, a week ago and yeah. change. Um, that one was, uh, that was an interesting tournament. I got really close. I got like 2.2%. Um, I was almost there. I just couldn't do it because I don't have the freaking cube that everybody has. Yeah, that PVP has become really tough. I just, I, I'm kind of with... Uh, Hey, what? I just try to get in position to get the gold, and then I, and then I just hold it there. Yeah. And I, I'm not even trying anymore. And I try to get the, I do the minimally chase so I can get the lock boxes. Yes. But uh, I did not get enough this time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. On that note, the new spec op is up though. Yeah. I just started playing this morning. Nice. This is a cool one. It's Murder World. Yeah. Um. Arcade is the villain. Uh, Nico from Runaways is the unlockable character. But it's cool. I, I haven't fully explored it yet, but I guess you, you can play as either the heroes or the villains. They're trapped in murder world, trying to fight against each other. I'm, I'm looking forward to digging a little more into it. Um, a lot of fun. Arcade, so far, scripted perfectly. Sounds like you just walked right out of the arena. Yeah, totally. J. Chris Wheeler uh, says, Heimdall, open the Bifrost. And he has a picture of an Elysian Bifrost Winter Ale. which That I, is super cool. I would like to drink that. Yeah, that's really neat. That looks uh, cool. cool looking bottle too. Totally. Jim Radloff says, "Worst part of being snowbound, missing last hour of PVP, denied my can opener. I crave justice. I got uh, the can opener, Jim, and it's okay. I don't know that I'm going to use it much, considering I have all kinds of other weapons. But you know, there are worse weapons in the game. Yeah, at this point, a lot of the weapons I'm getting from random things, I'm just using as." Uh, PvP items, mm. just socking them and getting the bonuses. Makes sense. You find you find the ones you like, and you just kind of go from there. Yeah. John Dave McCusker says, and yeah, it's true. The Captain America footage looks awesome. This seems like a tweet from when yeah. the trailer first came out, but it also seems like half a thought. Yeah. Like the second half of the sentence. <laughs> That's okay. Well, uh, I guess you know what. Here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to throw this in as a little teachable moment. Um, I feel like maybe people do like tweets that stretch out over multiple tweets because you can't get in 104 characters but then only hashtag the final one thinking we'll go back and look at all of them uh, but we don't so you have to put this week in marvel on each of your separate tweets that comprise a larger thought yeah we're we're, we're calling from you know a hundred different hashtags so yeah. yeah all right and johnny vinyl says i'm getting my first daredevil shirt from uh we love fine for christmas hooray that's no awesome. better place to go for it yeah i was wearing my i'm not daredevil t-shirt yesterday yeah, there you go. All right, over Kyle Charles, Johnny Timpulse. Uncanny Avengers was pretty messed up. If there was a telepath on the team and none of this would have happened, I don't know, man. We've seen some pretty terrible things happen to teams that have telepaths on them. So, I don't know. Sometimes it's unavoidable. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that if you guys haven't seen the uh, holiday edition of Marvel Superheroes, what they yet, uh, we were able to do our post-credit scene because of that issue of Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, so there should probably be a special thanks for Kremender in there, but <laughs> screw him. He's not getting it. 
Um, Yost is killing it on Spears' team-up. Issue 7 showed the emotional side of Doc Ock, and the art was amazing. That's Marco Cicchetto on that one. Yeah, uh, Chris Yost is really kind of opening up the guilt factor of Doc Ock. He, it, it, if you're only reading Superior Spider-Man and not Superior Spider-Man team-up, Chris Yost really does showcase a different side of uh, the Doc Ock thing. It's, it's a really nice companion book. The things I have learned from Young Avengers 13, Team Loki equals D-bag. Uh, and Novar equals Major D-bag. Mm. Yikes. Very rough. <laughs> um, but hard to argue with. Um, is the new Miss Marvel a mutant or an inhuman? You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to punt on this one because I know the answer to this, and I think we have it out there, but I'm not 100% sure. So I'm going to say wait and see. Yeah, you'll find out soon enough. If, uh, Play it safe. Yeah, we're just being cautious here. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it'll, it'll make perfect sense once you know. Yeah. And finally, Captain America versus Nuke was pretty hardcore, but who's the Iron Nail? Well, this is another case of perfect timing because hopefully by the time this podcast goes up, uh, I'm writing an article right now, hoping to get it up today, Tuesday, about just that very subject, talking to Rick Remender about who the Iron Nail is. It's actually pulled from a podcast that Ryan and I recorded with Rick last week that will be running soon as part of a bigger Captain America thing, but I took some of the quotes from that and, uh, and turning them into an article specifically about the Iron Nail with some art uh, that has never been seen before. Awesome. Um, and in our fancy Chico. new system, it's going to look great. Exactly. And this will be the free, yeah, this will be the first real full article I do with that. So it should be fun. Uh, all right. Over to Kyle Martinick. He says uh, he has a picture of an ice scraper that's, uh, that's Wolverine blue colored. And it yeah. says, this reminds my wife of Wolverine. So I said, I'm the best at what I do, but what I do is scraping ice. And, uh, they're, le- they're less valuable things. Yes. That, that's a pretty marketable skill. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, there you go. Um, he says, also, just ordered my first Omnibus, Claremont Lee X-Men Volume 1. Cannot wait to break into that. That's great stuff. Yeah, I'm curious what you guys think of Omnibuses. I personally... They're too I, big for me. They're too big. Uh, they're huge. They're, I, I have a number of them, and I love yeah. having them, but I don't know that... When I have the choice of reading, I'm going to first go digital, second go to my trades, and then if I don't have it any other way, I'll go yeah. to the Omnibus. I think they're very nice to own. They display well, and in some cases I really didn't because of all the extras and the bigger art and stuff like that. But, yeah, like you, they're usually my last order. I know some people love them, and that's great. I think uh, they're designed for a specific clientele, and uh, they're very, very well done. Yeah. Uh, they're they're kind of like a status symbol. Like, oh, look at me. I'm an omnibus guy. It's like look a members-only jacket. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like <laughs> Mutant and Proud says, what is your favorite X-Men, Avengers, and Spider-Man TV show? Uh, for me, X-Men would be Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, Avengers, probably Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And Spider-Man, probably Ultimate Spider-Man. I actually really like Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> Deal with it, haters. Uh, X-Men, still 90s. That's just so formative for me. I know it doesn't hold up. I don't care. Mm-hmm. still love it. Uh, I'm with you on Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um... I, I do like Ultimate Spider-Man, but I got a soft spot for uh, Spectacular. Yeah. I thought that was a really solid show. I had a great theme song. I'll give it, it that. Did a, did have a very good theme song, and yeah. I, and I like, binge-watched that at one point, so that definitely had a factor on that as well. Right up. 
Nick Burt, 51. Nick Sutson, due to an amazing Wi-Fi now at Marvel Unlimited. First stop, Unlimited Reading Club selection, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Cool, man. I'm glad you got to read that. Hopefully you got to I – don't, I don't think you got to participate with us. But uh, keep keep tuned and uh, read Doctor Strange the Oath, which is our next Unlimited Reading Club selection. Yeah, and uh, high-five your wife for us. That's an awesome – Definitely. Uh, Double high-five. Yeah. Totes great. Appreciate it. Patrick Monster. Awesome points to Ultimate Hurt and catch so stoked for Cataclysm. Patrick, you truly are a monster if you're stoked for the end times coming to the Ultimate Universe. It's yeah, what a, you're you're horrible. What a crazy. <laughs> right, we got a whole bunch from Ref Gamlin here. One of our most dedicated uh, fans. Indeed. Almost forgot to give a thanks to Ben J. Morse and Tom Brevoort for yet another fantastic Infinity episode of This Week in Marvel, 108.5. Thanks. Thank you, Robert, for listening. And again, uh, coming soon, the final Infinity episode. And then Tom and I will have to find another excuse to talk to each other. I'm sure we'll find something. Uh, question. When did Gorgon of the Inhumans revert back to a more humanoid form after his extra mutation in Silent War? You know what? I was paying close attention to this in Inhumanity and what's been going on. Um, I, I think he is still in his post-Silent War form. I looked at this pretty closely. I think different artists may have slipped up here and there, but I'm pretty sure he has not reverted back. I think he's still in his extra mutation. It wasn't, it wasn't – if you read Silent War, he had like a really extreme mutation and then an amped back a little bit. I think he's still in that amped back mode. Hmm. Another question from Robert. The point now is should it come with a bonus digital collection, come with two codes, thinking of Marvel sharing them. I'm sorry. What was that I'm one? Giving uh, you that one. Now uh, it's just come with a bonus digital collection. You know, um, I want to say probably, but mm. I don't know for sure uh, because we haven't seen them yet. Um, I, I assume if it's a book that already comes with a digital code, you know, if it's priced at that point, it'll probably come with, you know, what it normally comes with. But uh, we'll look into it. We'll, we'll try and find out. Yeah. An unpleasant walk to work, harsh late autumn weather is made tolerable by wrapping up tight and listening to this week in Marvel. Thanks, guys. Robert, we really appreciate it. The question, was Kid Gladiator's mother ever revealed? Isn't Calark the last Strontian? Uh, I'll answer that in two parts. Number one, he is not. There was a reveal that there's another, um, but I think they're related. So I'm assuming that's not Kid Gladiator's mom, but I don't know how Strontians work. So maybe. <laughs> but no, she's never been revealed. But she doesn't necessarily have to be a... Strontian. He could have, you know, mated with another race, and Kid Gladiator just happens to those strong Strontian genetics just, you know, push through. Totally. Yeah, overpowered it. So, who knows? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was built somewhere. I don't, I don't know how their biology works. Maybe we'll talk to Nicola after this. Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> Keep up the proper grammar, spelling, and punctuation pointers. It's the bane of the digital domain. You never have to worry about us. Yeah, we ain't never going to say nothing bad, not. <laughs> I forgot how cool Avengers Tower looks with Sentry's Watchtower on top. Does it still have the Asgardian section on it? Yeah, the Asgardian section is still up top. Sentry's uh, Watchtower is long gone. Yeah, that's long kaputs. Gone. Have Ares and the Punisher ever crossed paths? I'm interested to see the God of War's take on Frank's War on Crime. I don't think they have. I'm trying to think if when... Uh, Punisher relaunched during Dark Reign if he came up against Ares at all, but I think he just came up against uh, the Sentry and the Hood. Yeah. That would be a cool story. It would be. Unfortunately, Ares is dead. Goodbye. So, too bad. Have we seen the Grey Gargoyle since he got locked up in a pressurized tank at the end of Fear itself? No. 
that was his last appearance. Oh, yeah, and he was all juiced up, right? Yeah, all juiced up. Yep. Just to reassure you, sound quality A-OK, volume A-OK, paper shuffling not noticeable. Well, there's no paper shuffling today, I don't think. <laughs> um, there may have been all sorts of other assorted sounds, but no paper shuffling because we're all digital today. Um, oh, he's replying to a pic of the X-Men Alert Adventure game, which I totally brought back to my, apart, uh, my house after Thanksgiving, but I have yet to bring it to the office. I need to bring that in. Uh, but he was saying Aaron Myers and Joy after I heard about him this week in Marvel a while back. I got it from eBay. Tomo and I love playing it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Such a cool game. I'm missing so many pieces. <laughs> I saw when I went to get it. Great anniversary. Great Avengers anniversary after this week in Marvel, 110.5. Highlight for me was Tom Brevoort explaining the speedy origin of issue number one. Yeah, that was, uh, if you haven't listened to the episode, it's worth it just for that. Tom explaining why the Avengers even exists. Yeah. That was super fun. Uh, basically because Daredevil wasn't ready to go to print, which is great. <laughs> Happy that Agent M gives praise to the body shapes in Avengers AI. I love fantasy, but a little reality can be nice, too. Yeah, especially when we're talking about robots. Robots. Robots got to have some sexy bodies, some curves, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You need to, we, need to, we need to finish this up so you can get some sleep. <laughs> um, let's say this week in Marvel 111, whilst wrapping Christmas presents, some will go under the tree with Horizon Lab Secret Santa gift. Oh, they're doing a Secret Santa. That's, That's cool. That's very cute. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, Hood Ryan says, Hood. "Yeah, I was gonna say I just did eight thousand yeah. ref gambling ones. You can, you can." I was thinking it. about my Secret Santa gift at at our office. Sorry. Oh, crap. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, you got to get that done, son. That's yeah, Thursday. Yeah, it's coming up. It's yep. coming up. Uh, Ryan Hood says, "Just looking at fifty greatest X Men list. Professor X isn't in the top ten. Cyclops and Wolverine tied at five. I object." Well, a lot you of people did. A lot of people did. We say what we say, and it's done. Say what we say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he says, do we know if Marvel Avengers Alliance for Android will roll out the same as the others? Um, it rolls out in the order that the others roll it out, you know, their content. But it's you're not going to get, like, the arcade spec op on Android. You're going to get whatever spec op was, you know, a while ago. It's 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 a, it's sort of backfilling those things in, in time. So um, you're not going to get the, the day and date, sort of, so to speak as the uh, the original versions. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, Wolverine not making the top 50 Avengers hurts more because I think he probably lost the top three X-Men spot since Schism and AVX. I mean, that's what happens when you spread yourself so thin. It, it's hard. <laughs> you know, you're, you're good at everything, not great at anything. Yeah. Even though he says he's the best there is. Who uh, knows? We weren't so not. sure. And you no. know what? He's I, I still stand by our... Not putting him well. I mean, I think I probably had him in my Avengers list. Somewhere. I had him in my Avengers top fifty for sure. I but, think he, I think I think he got jobbed out there. Yeah, I I don't know. I I could see the argument. I mean, whatever, it's fine. Uh, I could until I look at some of the other people on the list. Did Stingray it, made the list, right? Then it dissolved. Stingray was high. He was, <laughs> he was Jim Beard's number one Avenger. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Uh, Ryan yeah. Sawyer says, remember in A-plus X number one when future Red Hulk is the president and had a mustache? What's sure do. I don't, I don't know, know that what's up with that. I remember it. I don't know what's up with it. It's in the past. Hey. Maybe just, you'll get touched on again. We roll with it, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, last questions from the Tech Lord. He says, "What's up with the old This Week in Marvel episode showing up in the feed?" Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Ooh, we don't. Weird. That's an iTunes functified thing, I would assume, because we haven't touched those old episodes in nope. quite a while. Don't do anything. Uh, but he, while listening, they say, "Old This Week in Marvel." Episode number 30, Blake Garris says, suck on that, fan. That's a catchphrase he should bring back. Yeah, and that's why he's not on the show anymore. Yeah. I can't I can't believe, I didn't even know he was around as early as 30. Yeah, he's been with us for a little while now. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and last I like qu- this final tweet. It's perfect. The last Read it all the way out. It says, uh, to Dom the Unfinished, I think it's a perfect name because of your penchant for discussing comic series that... Perfect. And then it ends. So, Brilliant. Ha-ha. Unfinished tweet. Good that joke. Was great. A plus. Would laugh at All right, man. That's it. Yeah. Go get yourself some medicine. Go to sleep. I I will think about that. I have to feed cats. They've been disrupting everything. Uh, yeah. And get, it's fun. Get, get them under control. I will. Uh, all right, guys. We're going to be back with our uh, last episode of the year next week. And it's going to be, a, I think, a fun one. Yeah, should be. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Possible. Possible. All right, guys. This is Marvel, your universe.